Hey, 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 Glampreneurs, before this episode starts, I want to give a disclaimer. Originally, this was set to post end of June, July, which is why there are several references to the middle of the year. As you know, I took a break to get my family together, so it's getting posted a little bit later actually a lot a bit later. Nevertheless, the information is so important that I don't care about the middle of the year references. Let's still do a tax check-in. So as 2021 comes to a close, you're not hit with any surprises. So here we go. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, Glampreneurs. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, aka Labs. I'm Deandra Giselle, and today we're talking about finances, specifically taxes. We're digging deep into what you should be doing to prepare for your upcoming tax season. Before we get into that dive, I would like for you to leave a rating and a review. This helps Glampreneurs like you find this podcast and learn more to grow their business. Now, today I have the beauty CPA herself doing a middle of the year check-in. Now, if you didn't listen to episode one, need a pause and take a listen because she dropped so many gems in that episode to help us prepare for tax season, but it's time for middle of the year check-in. Her business helps glampreneurs with their tax services, their bookkeeping, which we're going to talk about. And she is the host of the Facebook group, the beauty CPA, and she's constantly giving us information in the group and on Instagram. I am going to introduce and reintroduce to some Miss Kanisha Coleman. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's always a really good time to connect with you and be able to provide all I can to help your audience through tax, accounting, bookkeeping, all that. Yeah, we're going to just rip the Band-Aid off and go right into it because we already know what you're going to say. Well, I already know because I know her. (laughs) But the very first question is, it's the middle of the year. What should glampreneurs be doing right now to prepare for the tax season? Absolutely. So I have two things. I have two things. Um, One of them is so vitally important. I cannot stress it enough is that. We're in the middle of the year. You guys got to do a check-in with your bookkeeping. Now, people don't like the B word, right? People don't like the B word, but your tax return and how much you save solely depends on how good you did bookkeeping throughout the year, right? If you didn't do any bookkeeping or um, very bad keeping and bad bookkeeping to me is just not doing it at all you're not going to be able to really maximize how much you save on taxes. 
And by the time tax return time gets here, it'll be too late that you can't even do anything because the, the whole year had passed. So my number one is get a checkup on your bookkeeping. Now is a great time because we just finished Q2. And so I always like to do like a deep dive at the end of the quarters. I was going to say, you're going to have to not use what is Q2. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, okay. I thought about it and I was like, she must mean second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Q2 meaning second quarter. Thank you for making me stop and elaborate. So months, uh, April, May, June. You really want to take, I like to break the year up into 90 day sprints or by the calendar quarters. And just take a review, not only just for tax time, but you want to know how you did this past quarter. You want to know how you did compared to Q1. And you have time to course correct. What could you be doing better for the next 90 days, Q3 and Q4? Um, so my number one is bookkeeping. And then number two is tax planning, right? I always say there's very little you can do at tax time to save on your taxes. If you're really interested and maximizing tax savings, we got to be tax planning and implementing those strategies throughout the year. Again, you can only tax plan once you've done great bookkeeping. Mm. Okay. So I know you're saying we're talking about middle of the year, but what are, that can be overwhelming, right? Because even though we, we've had six months of maybe not doing something or kind of doing something, what is a good schedule to make sure that you're on top of your bookkeeping? Absolutely. So I say at a minimum once a month. Now you can get super disciplined and super proactive and do it once a week. But I often find that grandpreneurs just ain't doing that. Right. I get it. Don't give me. I get it. Um, if you're not having like a ton of value, typically what I mean by uh, average volume is maybe anywhere between 100 or 120 transactions. I know you're probably like, I don't know how many transactions I got. I get it. You can tell that by looking at a simple bank statement from any given month. You can tell how many transactions is flowing in and out of your bank account. Um, but yeah. But that's only going to happen if you guys listen to episode one, that's only going to happen if you have two different bank accounts, if you have a business and a personal. And then last time, Kenesha really helped me out. And it's the easiest thing ever. QuickBooks into it. QuickBooks. I literally at the end of every month, because I'm monthly, I'm not doing it weekly either. I just swipe so I, oh, that's not where that goes. And it does a lot of the work for you. It does. You know? It really does. But again, to be able to have like that, that ease in your monthly bookkeeping workflow, you got to have some assets in place. You got to have a business bank account. One, mm-hmm. then you got to have QuickBooks. Then you need to connect the two so that QuickBooks can start to do all that hard work for you by pulling those transactions down automatically every month. And then have the app downloaded to your phone or your mobile device, or you can even get to it, obviously, from your laptop. And QuickBooks, like I said, will pull that information down. It will even attempt to categorize it for you. Yes, it will. At the end of the month to make sure it's categorized correctly. And then you're reconciling. You're making sure that what's in QuickBooks matches the bank statements. Boom, you're done. Set aside like an hour, hour and a half to do it once a month. Yeah. So I will say that it has been the easiest thing. So QuickBooks is like 40 bucks a month, guys. I think they're going up, but it's about 40 bucks a month. 
for that ease of just swiping. And a lot of times it, I feel like it almost learns you. Like, it's like, is this transaction always going to job supplies? And you're like, yep. And then it'll automatically do it for you. Uh, but again, you have to have that business account in place. So that that's huge. Okay. So if you haven't been doing bookkeeping all year, what are some suggestions you could give? Because ha- if you haven't done it at all for these six months, you it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not yeah. as overwhelming. It's even more overwhelming when you wait till January. So what are some suggestions that you could give someone that doesn't even do any of this? Yes, absolutely. So one really uh, easy peasy way you can do this is most people I find are buying things still online using um, a check card, whether that's personal or business at this point, um, but you're using an electronic payment. I'm going to need you to go pull those statements from January through June. And I want you to go through all of them. And I want you to find all your highlight, all your business expenses. Now, if you have a business account, this is going to be super easy for you. If you, this is the, the, the plus of having a business account is that, you know, everything in that account is business. So at this point, all you're doing is downloading those transactions in Excel, which you can do from any bank. You can do that. And you can upload it to QuickBooks yourself, or you can simply connect your business bank account to QuickBooks, tell QuickBooks, download this from January, and it will do all the work for you. And then you're just, you know, you're categorizing. But if your accounts are mixed, you're using it for both personal and business, I want you one, get out of the habit of doing that. But two, for the time being, you need to just go ahead and mark and select which one of these are business. Again, put it in a spreadsheet, upload it to QuickBooks, do the same exercise. Yeah. The thing I want you guys to get out of this is having two different accounts. It's going to be huge. But also um, you are watching your money flow. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you can look at in QuickBooks, and we are not sponsored by QuickBooks, first of all, like we get zero dollars for saying this. This is just a really good tool to help you get on top of it. But if you can see where where you're spending your money, a lot of times as glampreneurs, we get excited about a new technique, a new style, and we're buying all these supplies and we really don't need to. And when you see that your supplies is just kind of taking that profit and you're not getting a profit, you can see all of that like in your face mm-hmm. in QuickBooks, right? Like. And that's what I think is huge because when I can see that, I'm like, oh, let me slow down on the, I don't even need these things. You know, it's just an opportunity to get them. So I think that's good that those are good suggestions. Um, I think we make it more difficult when we don't have those two bank accounts. Absolutely. It, it becomes very, very hard. Even for me, like when we go in and we do a bookkeeping cleanup, right? That's where like, Maybe the glampreneur hasn't done bookkeeping for a year or two or more, and they just want to clean up their QuickBooks file. We will come in and we will try to do that. What makes it extremely difficult is when we don't know what transaction was personal and what transaction was business. Mm -hmm. It it becomes almost not impossible, but very, very challenging. And you want to, when you're doing that, you want to steer on the more conservative side, you you don't want to just assume always oh, business and deduct it because then IRS is like, oh, okay, you want to make it a habit of deducting personal stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. So then 
the audit can be way more worse than it has to be um, had you not mixed personal and business. Yeah, that I think that's that's a key takeaway. Um, another thing that's really good with QuickBooks is that you can take pictures of your receipts, which has been awesome in my opinion, because I used to wait. I would organize my receipts, but I would wait to like really look at them until the till it's time to organize everything for my tax person. Well, some of those receipts w- would be faded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even read what's on there anymore. So if they did, I can't even prove that was the right receipt. So I think QuickBooks is the answer. All right. So um, is there anything a business owner should know if they received a grant this this year? Um, I know a lot of my friends, they receive grants, they receive loans, but specifically right now, grants. Is there anything that they should know that could harm them or that they should be aware of? Absolutely. So I think that a lot of landowners probably would assume that grants are not taxable, right? Because it was like something maybe they competed for, or maybe it was something that was, you know, given as like relief, especially since we just got out of a pandemic year. But you really got to make sure you have to check with the organization giving you that grant, whether it's taxable or not. And the organization issuing it to you will be able to tell you. But please um, just warn forewarning, all grants are not tax free. Some of that money needs to be claimed on your business tax return and it is taxable. Wow. Hope you guys really took note of that so you can start checking checking those balances and preparing for that because middle of the year check-in means you still have six months to put that money away for taxes. You might have to tighten up a little bit, but you can do that. Even I didn't know that. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Um, okay. So, uh, what are some tax saving tips you can give glampreneurs? Like if you, cause you know, as a business owner, we're not paying taxes, through a paycheck. And so we talked about that in episode one, but like, what are some saving tips to get in the habit of so that if, and when probably you owe money, you're not like, Oh my gosh, a surprise. Absolutely. So as a part of your monthly bookkeeping workflow, what we just talked about, right. As a part of that workflow, um, there's a step that I have where at the end of everything, right? You've done the bookkeeping, you've reconciled, you've categorized, you've ran your PL, you see how much money you made. I'm gonna pause you. What's PL for those who don't know? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Profit and loss statement, or that's your income statement. They can be used interchangeably. Okay. My bad. <laughs> um, once you've ran that statement and you see what your net profit is, right? Remember, net profit is revenue minus all your business bills, your bottom line number. You want to take that and multiply it times your tax rate and whatever that dollar amount is, right? Say, you know, say is, I don't know, $250. You want to take that and you want to put that aside, put it in a savings account put it in another checking account. You want to save it and you want to forget about it. Don't not mm-hmm. touch that money because it is set aside for your federal and state taxes. So once the quarter closes, you can have this pot of money and you can give it to the IRS or whatever state you live in for your quarterly estimated taxes. That is going to make a world of difference come the end of the year and you get your tax bill. 
you can say, okay, I understand that I owe 10,000, but I have saved 8,500 already. Cause I was mm-hmm. doing that monthly. Right. So, and then your tax bill, what you have to come out of pocket in a year is like so much smaller than tackling that huge amount all at once. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize that they're responsible for, or they are too busy trying to hide their money so they don't have to pay for their taxes or not pay as much. And I remember you mentioned this. I don't know if it was in Clubhouse or the last one where you were saying that if you take a loss too many times, your business is considered a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does that mean that leads me to a totally different question? Does that mean that you lose some deductions that a business would get if it's considered a hobby? Oh my God. So if your business is ever considered a hobby because you've been taking huge losses year after year, that means that let's say, for example, if you were to ever run another loss, they will not let you take that loss against other income um, in your tax profile and they won't let you carry it back or forward. You, that's just money that you lost and you will not get a tax benefit from it, which which can be, you know, that can be that can change your tax game if you are unable to take a loss. Mm-hmm. Right. So the IRS does give um, does give small business owners quite I won't say quite a bit of time before they make the determination. I'll say three to five years. Now, I know people think like, oh, that's a while. It goes by quicker than you think. And believe it or not, a lot of businesses do run a loss um, longer than that time period. Mm-hmm. And so you got to, it is not, number one, step back from tax, uh, from the tax perspective for a second. It is not cute to run a loss. Okay. A lot of people want to like deduction here, deduction there. Mind you, most deductions you're going to take will be because you spent it on something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're running a loss, that means you are losing money in your business. You're generating no revenue, right? And so that is not what we want. That is not cute at all. A lot of people do it so they can get refunds back and stuff. If you got a refund, you lost money. Yeah. And to be clear, guys, with 2020 and 2021, if your business was making profits, uh, because we are in a personal care injury in industry, I do believe that it is normal for some of us to have taken a loss during these years because we weren't really working, right? We weren't really working at the level that we worked before. So I don't want you to think that, oh my gosh, you know, I took a loss before and then I, you know, then I had profit and then now I took more. I mean, I feel like it's kind of expected, especially for the type of business, but let's not get into what we call the refund culture where that's your goal, right? Stuff happens in businesses, but that can't be your goal. Right. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I just wanted to add now, you got a refund because you know you did some sophisticated tax planning. Cool. That means that you didn't spend money to get that refund. But most people spend a ton of money to get deductions to get a refund. And Mm -hmm. it was like, that's never what we want to do. Okay, so I think I know the answer to this one, but it I want to ask anyways, what's your number one pet peeve about glampreneurs when 
they are approaching tax season. Number my number one, because I got more than one. But I my, <laughs> just tell them all. Tell us all, okay. so we don't have to do it. <laughs> my top one will be not having that bookkeeping together. You want to come to me, and you. I wish I had a box here. I don't. But you want to come to me with your folder full of receipts. I don't want your receipts. I do not want even one receipt. The receipts are for you and your records or the IRS if they audit you. It is not for me, the tax specialist, the tax professional. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't even like clients that come to me in that situation. I don't even, I, we don't, we don't move forward because we're not a good fit. We're not a good fit. Um, well, and, unless they were coming to you and willing to pay for bookkeeping. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So that's another thing. Pet page number two. There is a difference between bookkeeping and getting your tax return prepared. Okay. So you can come to me with your folder, but understand that I'm going to be charging you for two different investments. One for getting your books together and two for preparing your tax return. Getting your books together, I would tell you right now, can can literally cost you double or triple the amount of the actual tax return. Because it's like I'm doing bookkeeping for a whole year, but in a very, very short time frame in order to get your tax return filed. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of resources. And so that's my second pet peeve. Um, number three, refund culture. Refund culture. Like I have, I've, I've had the experience with some folks, sweet, great people, great businesses, but they want to just keep piling on the deductions, piling on, piling on. And I'm like, oh my God, did you really spend all this money? And like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, you didn't make any money this year. Well, I get a refund, but you didn't make any money this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, is that the business that you, you dreamt of, you know, losing money? Um, and I think just, just the overall disorganization and don't get me wrong you can be disorganized that's why i'm here to help but then if you like literally listen to nothing i say or do anything i say it's like i i i can't help you beyond what you want to help yourself oh so. mindset look at that <laughs> we just tapped on that mindset that is so true if you are going to hire a tax person a tax professional and you're not going to listen to them on how you can be better in the upcoming year. Uh, sometimes it's bigger than just throwing money at a problem. You know, maybe you need to put in your budget to hire Kanisha's business as your bookkeeper. So you don't really have to deal with it. I do think that you should have your hand in your finances because how do you know what you're making and what you're doing? But that's something to think about when you don't listen to the professional that you hired. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've had that experience where, you know, after um, if they engage me year round, I'll say, OK, the plan is for it to do X, Y, Z. And then come tax time, they didn't do X, Y, Z. And then I got to to clean up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, why didn't you do X, Y, Z? <laughs> you know, and I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, well. You get paid and it's like, oh, it's don't get me wrong. You know, 
financial gain is great, but my my our main mission and goal at Coma Tax is to get glampreneurs organized with their finances so that they can make the best decisions they can in their business and personal lives. And if I'm not doing that, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah, I I like that. It's one thing to yes, you're getting hired to do a service. But you also want to make sure as a business owner that you're prepared to move to the next level. So if you're still thinking on a level down low, right, which is that refund culture, not looking at finances until what, November, December or January. You know what I mean? If we're if we're there and even that's early because some people are like, oh, I got time before, you know, um, if you're still at that level, then there is no way you are going to get to the next level of finances. So that means if you're at the lower level of that refund culture, that means you're probably working 12 hours a day. That means you are not raising your price. You're at a mindset and you're in a rut and you got to get out of it. Yeah. So I, I like that you talked about that. And we talked about that in the fireside chat about mindset and just wanting to be at a new level. And mindset is something that you have to check on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I know that like, if I sit here and I talk to everybody about tax and accounting, it's, it's not the sexiest thing. I, I know it's not the sexiest thing. However, my goal is to kind of influence that mindset and to say, okay, you can use tax savings to build wealth. Instead mm-hmm. of giving the money to the government, you can pay your future self by in- investments or retirement planning or paying and hiring your child or a lot of different tax techniques that the rich and famous of this country use all the time to continually build their wealth. Now, if getting wealthy and rich ain't sexy, I don't know what it is to you, did. You know, but that's the thing. You have to see beyond what it takes to get there, though. And I think that's that's the part. And I'm I'm just going to speak for myself in what kind of changed my mindset. And it, it wasn't fun. And I was someone that said, I don't like numbers. And it would be overwhelming. Like someone would start and I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, wait, 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 wait. And it was like, they're speaking another language, but I had to read different um, books. I went to different like webinars and I asked the dumb questions. You know what I mean? That it looked like I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, But now I feel like it's easier because you could join her Facebook group and learn information you know, absolutely. Like, and I feel like as far as the Facebook group and like my Instagram, I mean, like even just tuning in, being tuned into those can take you far, can take you far before you have to make an investment. Like you said, you was on a mission to kind of educate yourself. I encourage everybody to do that. Um, If not with me, hopefully it was with me, but if not with me, with somebody else that speaks your language, but really just some simple tax strategies can really set you on a path to building mass amounts of wealth over time. Now, would that, would your ultimate tax planning guide be something that they could read into? 
Um, is that something that they could use for that? Absolutely. That guide, it takes everybody through my six part tax planning framework. So it's like six major areas of your tax profile that you can look at to identify whether you have further tax saving opportunities out there. And it includes like very specific strategies, you know, for you to keep in mind and look at within your personal tax return as well as your business one. Um, the bundle, it really emphasizes business structure because that's like the number, one of the number one questions I get is how should I structure my business? And, and, and even that's a whole thing. I won't get into it right mm-hmm. now, but certainly like check that, that guide and that bundle out because it's very, very cost effective. But like I said, it will take you far if you're just willing to to read it and look into it and listen to the videos and all of that. And just so you guys know, you can get that on her website and I'll be sure to have that in the show notes. But I think if even that's a lot for you, your first step would be to join the Facebook group or just tune into the lives that she does. She has a lot of lives. Kanisha, you do a lot of lives on little things, even reminders of things that are coming up for us. Um, So that is step number one. And then you can work your way to the ultimate tax planning guide, but at least you're doing that. Okay. So when does a glampreneur know they are ready to hire out for bookkeeping and or tax services? Okay, now this is going to like require some real like self-awareness. But when you know you ain't going to do it yourself, like when you know, like you know you are not going to take the time to learn how to do it. And even after you learn it, to set aside time to actually do it and keep up with it, because this is a cycle. This is like as long as you're in business, it's never ending. This is something bookkeeping, you got to do that every month. Um, taxes, you got to do that every quarter, every year. And if you know you ain't going to do it, you got to hire somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now people, a lot of people are like, Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. They, we have, we have a session. I give free tax strategy sessions and we have a session and we talk about, you know, bringing on the firm to engage and keep up with their bookkeeping and tax. And it's like, Oh, you know, maybe not now I got it. Mind you. These people have not done it up until this point. So what is going to miraculously change later that you're going to all of a sudden learn how to do adequate bookkeeping and then stick to it every single month? What are the odds if you haven't done it this thus far? <laughs> so yeah, even if you do, Deandra, even if you do, right? Is it really the best use of your time? Is it really the best use of your yes, time? Yes, I was going to say that because you also have to think about, I was listening to this, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he was saying you get to a certain point and you need to give yourself the gift of time. And if you're in a position where you're getting overwhelmed and maybe you just want to think about the creative process of running your business well, then you can hire out at that point and put that money aside. Yeah. I, every every tax season, right before the tax season starts, I go on Instagram Live and I do, a, you know, how much will it cost you to do your own tax return? Now, a lot of people think, oh, it's free. I'm doing it myself. 
It's like, no, no, let's think about that. It's going to take you, it, on average, it takes a person, an average person, it takes them 24 hours to do their tax return start to finish, okay? How much money could you have made in your beauty business in 24 hours versus if you hire me, I can do your return in less than an hour, okay? <laughs> And I bet what I charge you will be less than what you could have made in 24 hours. Yeah. So um, I already know that I'm not doing my taxes. I don't even want to know. Like, it's just not going to happen. But I know for me, bookkeeping is essential because I get to know where my bad habits are and where my business is going. It's like it, it helps me to see what's happening on a daily basis, even though I do it once a month because I'm like, okay, I'm tripping. Let's slow this down or, okay, we can save here. Okay. We're saving up to do this or purchase something big within the salon or something like that. So I think for me, the bookkeeping is essential because it keeps me on track, but who knows where that goes later on. But for right now that, that works for me. I, I think the key thing you said was that to be honest with yourself on what you're going to do. And if you aren't honest, then you end up maybe paying for it later in another yeah. way, you yeah, know? Absolutely. But I, and I think you bring up a great point, right? You said that you do your own bookkeeping because it keeps you clued in on how money is moving. And you have the information right away that you need to make decisions in your business. So the clients that I have that engage me year round for bookkeeping, even though I do all the bookkeeping, we still get together once a month to review those financials, to discuss them. What do these numbers mean? Can I make this move in my business? Can I buy this? We still get together. So hiring me does not get you off the hook mm. from understanding the financials, I am there to do the heavy lifting, to do the analytics so that when we meet once a month, I can give you the information you need to make the right decisions. You could say, Kanisha, can I afford this according to your financials? Yes, you can. Or no, you may not. Hold off for a second. You yeah. know, hmm. so it, it, it doesn't it doesn't remove you completely. You still got to be like clued in to do exactly what you just described. Hmm. That's good to know. I'm like, huh? Hmm. Something to think about. Okay. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see throughout the year with glampreneurs and their taxes outside of bookkeeping? Outside of bookkeeping. <laughs> okay. Cause I can go on and on. Um, what I would say is, especially from a tax perspective, I think some glampreneurs are still somewhat confused about what they can deduct. And I just want it to be very, very clear. If you spend some money and you invest on anything and it is related to that business, it is tax deductible. So make sure you keep track of it. Keep your receipts. Um, what trips people up is when you have an asset that you use both for personal and business, like your home, your car, your cell phone, things like that. You can still deduct it for business. You just got to like take the portion related to your business and you can deduct that. So yeah. I would say if you can remember those things, you really can do what I call maximize your tax deductions to make sure you get 
the tax benefit from those investments. Secondly, again, like I said earlier, tax planning, tax planning all through the year. For example, one of the strategies I love is hiring your child, right? Mm-hmm. You can hire your child. You need a whole year to really save as much as you can from hiring your kid. If you only hire them for like the last quarter, you've limited yourself to like a fourth of what you could have saved. Um, things like another thing, mileage. People always forget about mileage. Always, you can deduct what you use. You use your vehicle for your business. Maybe you are driving from your home office to your salon. You're driving from the salon to pick up supplies, things like that. You can deduct mileage, but you got to keep track of it. If you ain't kept track of it, how you going to deduct it? And mind you, the IRS, they want to see a log. They want to see like that you kept track. Well, in these days, keeping track of your mileage is very easy. We did t- discuss this too. In episode one, you can use... um Oh, I forgot the name of the app, but there's an app for that. There's several apps, honestly, if you use mileage track tracker. But again, if you get QuickBooks, I actually closed my app down because that's another uh, segment in QuickBooks that you can look at. And it will every time your car is moving, it will ask you and you can even put down if it is you driving or not, you know what I mean? So it it does help, but you still need to do that. I think at least twice a month, if not more, because when I wait for the end of the month, I got to look at my schedule. Like, what did I do? Where did I go? Did I go to the beauty supply that day? So it is better to, to be a little bit more on top of it with that, but there are so many ways to be able to track your mileage. What I want to kind of go back to is hiring your child. And if you could just kind of like get into that and what that means for a a business owner to hire their child in their business. Absolutely. So as per usual, I have to give like a slight disclaimer. Don't take anything I say and go try to implement this strategy on your own because this recording cannot be used as support if you are audited by the IRS or your state taxing authority. I have to do that as a CPA. My license requires it, okay? Um, But (laughs) now that I've said that, hiring your child. Now, if you are a type of entity other than a corporation, so if you're an S or C corporation, the procedure is much different. Can you still do it? Yeah, but it's a little extra maneuvering you got to do with the strategy. The simplest form to be able to do this is like um, a partnership or a single member LLC or a sole proprietor. If you're filing on Schedule C of your 1040, you can hire your child. You can pay them up to the amount of the standard deduction. So I think for 2020, it was like 12,200 or 12,400, something along those lines. You can pay your child up to that amount, okay? You can deduct that money on your taxes and then your child would not have to report it as taxable income. Mm. But they really need to do the work, you guys. Let's let's start there. Yes. Yes. When I say hire (laughs) literally like not just on paper you literally and and I think that's a beautiful thing to get them involved in the business too you know what I mean I do think it's a good way it's not like you guys are paying them major 
you know, $60 an hour or anything like that. But I think it shows them responsibility. You can start teaching them good business budgeting, um, how to work for the money instead of just asking and getting things. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do it. I know you had mentioned it to me and I was like, that is a really good idea. So you, I wanted to just touch on that a little bit. Okay, so we're starting to come to a close of this episode. What are three things that glampreneurs could do right now for this upcoming season? I think I know the answer, but what are three things that they can do? Okay, number one, get your bookkeeping together. That And do not overwhelm yourself. If you haven't done bookkeeping from January to June, and you know you got to go get some statements and look through them, Take your time, just plan to do a chunk at a time every week, every month, and you'll be done by the end of the year. But get started on that today. Do not wait till next January, y'all, okay? Do that today. Um, number two, for the you have six months left to implement some tax planning strategies. So, for example, if you heard this and you want to hire your kid, you got six months. To, to really benefit from that, that tax strategy there, okay? Um, let me see. Number three. What's number three? I would say this. I would say start to think about hiring your tax practitioner for the upcoming season. This is why I say that, this early, because... Is not an easy thing. When it comes to tax strategists and tax professionals, y'all, it's layers to it. It is not like, oh, my cousin do it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Or going to H&R Block. No shade to H&R Block. They have their place. They have their place in the market, okay? But H&R Block is not doing tax strategy. They're not. Uh, no, shade to H&R Block because when <laughs> I went to them, I owed so much money and I wasn't even a business owner. I had a W-2, I had a kid and I'm like, how did I owe money? Like yeah. they, no, shade, do not go to them. <laughs> Y'all need to save your money and get a tax practitioner that specifically knows your industry because that's important yeah yeah absolutely so i would say you know i have a whole bit on my instagram one you know what to look for in a tax professional how to interview them what to ask them how do you know if they're a good fit or not um but you want to start like looking at interviewing for that person now so that when january gets here you can kind of just hit the ball running and not be trying to get ready Okay, that that is I can't stress that enough. You want a person just to give you a snippet. You want a per the difference between like me and H and R Block is H and R Block is gonna just do your stuff and just cross your fingers they're doing it right. Okay, I am going to look at your return and I am going to know based on what you do. This is what I was this is what I would expect, but I don't see it here. So I'm going to be asking you questions. Then I'm going to say, okay, given what we have. What strategies can we implement to save this person more on taxes? So not only am I doing it, but I'm also strategizing and implementing whatever tax planning strategies I can so you to save you the most money. And that won't require you to spend more money on deductions. Okay. So 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 that's the difference. And you think like, oh, 
after went to January, I'm telling y'all, this process takes a while to find a great person. Yo, you can look no further. I'm right here. I was going to say, <laughs> you need to go ahead and hit up Kanisha. I mean, and honestly, the proof is just in her social media. Uh, we talked about this in our fireside chat where she was asking me questions. But um when you are looking on, I mean, social media opens the door for you to see right into someone's business. I mean, you cannot lie. So if you're still unsure or if this episode didn't make you feel like you got a lot of information, go to her. I mean, listen to episode one. We went in detail about tax planning. Um, go check out her website. Get the ultimate tax planning guide. A lot of her guides are very affordable. We spend that on shampoo, yeah. you know, on our back bar, you yeah. know, $20, $45 a bottle. You guys can do that. Um, yeah. It's all about investing your money in the smart things. Another thing I want to touch on before we move on is the planning or your bookkeeping Every business owner should have a office day and it shouldn't be on a day that you are off. Okay. Yeah. So we're usually off Sunday, Monday, maybe that Tuesday you do a half day office. And then the other half is you're doing hair, whatever it may be, but you need a day where you can sit and do the office work of your business. A business doesn't run if you are not willing to do the back end. If all you want to do is have fun and do hair or makeup or whatever it is you do, well, then, then you know that you are now looking to hire someone where you just do check-ins, right? Yes, ab absolutely. And I was, I was going to say to your point, I feel like, you know, now is the time again, to be looking for somebody you can partner with. And in addition to that, you know, just start self-educating. The information is out there. It is It is no longer, what I like about my firm and the, my staff, we really are on a mission to kind of, we call it democratizing financial literacy and using taxes to build wealth. This is not just for the wealth and the wealthy and the famous, it's not. And, and so far in this country, it, that's how it seems, but I'm, I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. I used to, you know this, I used to work a, a, a long time for the IRS and it was like the people, the people like saving all this money was the rich folks or the big corporations. But then we got the little guys, the small business owners paying more in taxes than they are. And it's only because they didn't tax plan. Yeah. Only because they didn't have somebody on their side to represent them to the service. And I was like, that's to me, that's not fair. And I know life ain't fair, but taxes should be. And so that's why I'm here to just give this information as much as I can to Glamperdors. Awesome. That is that. I mean, there's nothing else to say after that, <laughs> except for every at the end of every single episode, we or I like to give Glampreneurs a word of encouragement, a quote that they can live by for the week, kind of carry them through. Do you have a quote or words to live by you would like to share with them? Yes, it's super corny. I didn't make it up. I totally sold it. But I love the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. The next best time is now. Oh, so, that's good. I don't care if you didn't do bookkeeping or whatever before. It's okay. We can do it now. 
Yes, that is awesome. Well, you guys, you can check out Kanisha on the Facebook group, which is the Beauty CPA group, right? And then on Instagram, she is the beauty CPA on Instagram. And all of this will be in the show notes. And then tell us your website. Absolutely. Thebeautycpa.com. Okay. I thought it was that, but I was like, wait, hold on. Um, Thebeautycpa.com. You can check that out as well. And then as always, you guys can listen to the lab podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google play. New episodes come every single Wednesday. You can also follow me on social media. I'm Deandra Giselle on all platforms and start following me on YouTube because I'm launching it really soon, guys. I'm getting my videos together. This video, if you're listening right now, the interview, you can see Kanisha. It will be posted on YouTube. So check us out. Until next time, Glampreneurs, stay connected.